This is Without Compromise, a show that explores what happens when you won't settle for anything less than your crazy ideas. We'll talk to athletes, founders, adventurers, and entrepreneurs of all kinds about living without compromise. I'm your host, Mason Gravely. Welcome to the show. We're programmed for survival, so our instinct is to give up on these situations, to move away from them. I thought if I didn't sign up for that race, that I was just going to disappear. It doesn't have to be these big, huge things that everyone thinks you need to do to make a difference. What a treat it is to sit down with both John and Bill, the founders here at Athletic Brewing, uh, just to sit down and talk about the year, talk about what they experienced, what it was like running the company, some of their favorite wins, and also what they're looking forward to next year. And, and you know, there's some, been some major changes, some major growth, and as you can imagine, lots and lots of obstacles, lots and lots of challenges uh, every day, every month, every year. And so for the last three years, we've sat down with at least Bill, hopefully try to get both of them on, um, to sit down, tell us about it, and this is that episode. So it's a huge pleasure to have both of them on at the same time, just ahead of our Give Dry a Try season. You know, every January, so many people around the world and around the country give up alcohol, and that's when so many people find athletic brewing. So this year, with Give Dry a Try, we encourage you if you want to, try out going dry for the month of January. If you don't want to do the whole month, that's okay too. Do half the month. Do a week. Do every other day. Do a, one meal even. Just give it a try. We think you're going to be surprised. Last year, I had so many friends that said, you know what? I'm not going to drink alcohol this January. But only January. And guess what? They ended up doing like three or four months. And some of them did the whole year. And others didn't even make it through the month, but it's worth giving it a shot. So we encourage you, give dry a try this year. We're going to be doing it here at Athletic Brewing. And let's get out there and build something great. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. All right, folks, welcome to Without Compromise. You heard about John and Bill in the intro or just what we're going to be talking about. It's a pleasure having both of them on. Thank you both for joining. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I honestly wish we could flip the mics. I feel like you've had a more interesting year than the two of us. No, 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 no. Y'all have had a very interesting year, and we're about to dive into it a little bit. But first thing I want to ask, I, and I asked this last night because we had a happy hour with ambassadors. Uh, so the, for anyone that's interested in being an ambassador, you get exclusive opportunities like that. Get to talk to Bill and John first, get first access to stuff. But we did ask this question. I want to ask you here. How did this year, for both of you, both perspectives, how did this year shape out compared to what you were looking at? Obviously, so much has happened. It's probably hard to just capture it all in one moment. But how, do you, how are you feeling going out of 2022, closing this chapter and opening the next? Do you want to go first, Tom? Sure. Um, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I am feeling really, really great, really, really proud, really, really excited. Um, it was an amazing year. It was a daunting year. Um, you know, January 1 of last year, we were looking ahead at building one of the largest breweries on the East Coast in record time. Um, we were needing to fulfill demand um, from the world. And we were just running and gunning really, really hard in our San Diego facility. And the team just knocked it out of the park from all angles. Um, every component, every team on the athletic team uh, just did an amazing job at executing on the plan and finishing everything that we set out to do in record time. So it was 
it was just really great and I'm honored and excited and looking forward to 2023. Yeah, really similar here. Just a ton of gratitude for an incredible group of teammates we have in Athletic and an even better community um, outside our walls. So, you know, it's for every person who buys one of our beers and lets us know what they think about it or sees us in the community. It's like, we're so thankful and a lot of great milestones this year, honestly. So it's, we got out to 50 state distribution. So our beer is getting easier to find. Um, we thank everyone who hung in there with us as we tried to get our capacity up and running. Things like our two for the trails program. Um, you know, this was a $6,000 program in 2018 where we donate to just a couple organizations. This past year, it passed $1.3 million to 106 organizations across three countries and 38 states. And it's in the backyard of so many of our community members, like impacting a local trail or building something or bike park or playground, like $5,000 here, $10,000 here across the whole country in 100 plus donations goes so far into helping the country get outdoors. Um, and then our community impact program this year was $650,000 across 80, 80 organizations, um, which hits most states. And that's everything from giving underrepresented people opportunity. Um, some forms of that are diversity brewing scholarships, empowering women in the workforce, both in brewing and entrepreneurs launching businesses, food insecurity, fighting cancer, mental health, um, and on and on. It's just so exciting. Um, so the dollars flowing into our company are flowing out in a really exciting way too, helping support our community. Um, and, you know, as kind of customer number one of athletic brewing, I'm John and the team's biggest fanboy in the beers, but like seeing the brewing team make beer on tanks that are 40 times the size of our original tanks and win worldwide awards time and time again is like a huge moment of pride for, for like me just seeing our, our brewing quality teams doing that. Yeah. The, 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 the awards are definitely a highlight. Um, definitely worth mentioning the teams just scaling at this speed is challenging enough, but to maintain the high quality standards is even harder and the competition is getting bigger and bigger. And there are a lot of new entrants into the category. So the fact that the team is still winning these awards year over year is just really astonishing and, really awesome uh, cheers to that y'all double click on what john said too about the brewery expansion project you know it was only four years ago that john and i built the first dedicated non-alcoholic brewery in the u.s and it was six thousand square feet and ten thousand barrels and people told us we we're out of our mind to be building a non-alcoholic brewery that big and here we are three and a half years later building one 50 times the size and we have another one that's almost the same size on the other coast I don't know if we're out of our minds in 2018. I'm not sure what that makes us right now, but it's, we're pretty happy about it. <laughs> That's uh, I mean, there's so many places uh, for both y'all answers. I wanted to follow up and now both of you answered. I'm like, oh crap. What did I want to ask next? <laughs> Cause it, there was so much you mentioned that was encapsulated in all of those awards and milestones and, and, and donations. It's amazing. I know, Bill, you said two for the trails was like a huge just motivator and, and uh, amazing to see personally. John, was there a, an award this year? Is there one to you that really uh, just either validates it or, or stands alone or just a little more memorable? Maybe they're all equal. You know, maybe it's hard to choose. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, so 
you know, I think they're all, they're all wonderful and really validating and exciting. And part of it is being part of the culture and community of these competitions, like winning an award at the great American beer festival. It's, it's a great honor because, you know, it's some of the world's best beer competing on the single stage. Uh, but you're also surrounded by some amazing people and passionate people about, you know, who are just focused on brewing and quality. Um, so it's fun to celebrate. Um, so great American beer festival was awesome. The international beer challenge we won um, for free wave hazy um, again. So two years ago, we won brewer of the year in North America and the Supreme champion of the international beer challenge for free wave. And this year, again, we won brewery of the year in North America um, for free wave hazy IPA. And the fun story there was that to win that uh, designation, it was two steps. So the first one, we won the non-alcoholic category, and then we had to resubmit new beer for a later date. And we, we ended up sending beer from both production facilities. And so the fact that it won both from two separate facilities was really exciting and validating and just goes to show like what the efforts of our teams are doing in terms of consistency and quality across the board. So that was, that was really incredible. That is wild. How validating was it to get Brewbound Brewery of the Year? Well, so um, we won that at the very end of last year. So we, it was cool. We went from, you know, 2017, nobody talking to us at conferences like that, to 2018, we're at Pitch Slam, essentially like telling people why our business is exciting and why our idea is exciting, which we didn't win. Um, but then in 2020, we were rising i think it was called a rising star at, at the same conference and then 2021 came back as brewery of the year um so that was very cool um and then this year our friends at vine pair also called us craft brewery of the year so to win two brewery of the year awards this year out of 9500 craft brewers was pretty awesome um and it's it shows how far the pendulum of acceptance toward non-alcoholic beer is coming and um just that it's an appreciated category now by the broader beer community and not only a niche. Um, so. I want to ask, you know, what's, what's next after reaching some of these highs, there were so many highs and so many amazing and great wins and, uh, that were things to be excited about. And I want to ask like, where do you go from here? Before I get to that, I kind of want to ask about y'all's relationship working together. Y'all are often separated on each you know either coast i know there's tons of travel involved what wh what do you think you've learned from each other this year what's a lesson specifically this year that bill you've learned from john and john you learned from bill i mean i i'd say we're constantly learning from each other i don't know if john learns anything from me but it's uh it was funny just last night on the ambassador happy hour we were watching videos of us brewing like our first batches together and i looked like a five-year-old like dumping the malt in and being like is this okay? Is this the right amount? Like, and, um, but I mean, just scale that up to like every day, John and I talk about things where we bounce ideas off each other and our skill sets really complement each other and how we think about things. And, um, you know, I, I'd say it's most days we end up on the phone or talking in some form or fashion, just seeing, I would say we both go really fast in opposite directions and keep each other in the loop. And I think a lot of our team does a really good job of that. Um, so it's, uh, 
Um, but yeah, it, I'm in constant awe of John, Jamie, Steve, Chris, the team that built our new brewery. Um, so we we took a 40,000 barrel ballast point facility in San Diego and took it to essentially 200,000 barrels in the last 18 to 24 months. And as that project was finishing, they built the biggest non-alcoholic brewery in the world in a record 10 months in a huge supply chain period. Like everyone, it's like world famous how bad the supply chains were for all items. And to get that up and running, um, great examples of that and like details are, you know, we had 110 shipping containers of equipment arriving in like a two week period to fill that new brewery. Um, that's the scale of it. Um, but there are all sorts of things like because of supply chains, like this small machine but couldn't come on time and we got a six month delay and we couldn't bring the whole brewery online without that machine. And it turns out Jamie, our COO, had actually rented a machine just in case that happened, like as a perfect example. But the whole project was so well thought through and like working with the state and regulators and everything. So just constantly in awe of how many details there are inside our walls at the brewery that don't really get the light of day a lot is what I would say. I, I know Bill continued that in, in long form so that I would forget to praise him for what I learned from Bill. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, one of the biggest things I, I continue, I mean, obviously I continue to learn a lot from Bill and the team at large, but Bill specifically, especially in this year where we're grinding and the team is like grinding and building and just doing a, a wonderful job, but always super busy is stopping taking a breath and celebrating the moments with the team. Um, and Bill does a great job at like making sure that everybody's included in the process, the successes, the wins, and, you know, just really celebrating the things that we do and accomplish as a team. That's awesome. Um, be, being co-founders or, you know, folks working on this together, something really against the odds and against the grain in a lot of ways, especially early on, uh, and bringing this basically into the mainstream, there's a lot of people out there that might be doing that, maybe on a smaller scale, maybe on a bigger scale. What advice do you have for other co-founders? Uh, anything that's just been super helpful between the two of you uh, in working together? I mean, John and I have said this a number of times to each other, but I can't imagine building a business without, like as a solopreneur, one person like it it's so great having a co-founder that you can share the journey with. And then so many of our great teammates, um, like we have so many irreplaceable teammates at athletic brewing. Um, they were just so thankful I've walked through the door. Um, and I would almost do anyone injustice to name anyone specifically on this call. So, um, also it's, yeah, it's nothing is ever easy. Um, and it doesn't matter the scale anything's happening at. Um, every single step of our business has been tough and the small, th even the smallest things in starting a business take a ton of effort. So the advice I always give someone who is coming to me as a starting entrepreneur who has an idea and is about to make the leap, I always just ask them how passionate they are about it. Like, do you want to be doing the accounting at 10 p.m. on a Friday night? Do you want to have to like step away from NFL playoff football and do just this or when the alarm goes off at 3 a.m. on a Sunday morning, are you excited? Um, and if the flame is going to go out at any point, like it's better to know up front because um, it is, uh, it's so hard to build a business, but then 
the other side of that is that it, it is so rewarding if you're truly passionate about it and start to make progress. So the journey is just so much fun and rewarding, but very challenging. I agree with everything he just said. And also um, having a, a real mission and purpose behind the business, one that you truly believe in and that hopefully others believe in as well, like your family who will inevitably be along for the ride is critical because it takes a lot. It takes a toll on everybody and it's super busy and, you know, very fun, but you need to have everybody understand and appreciate the, the rewards that sometimes you don't see on a daily basis, but that do exist and kind of understand the, the greater good. John, uh, about that, you know, you, you had a family when you took this leap, moved across the country started this thing that wasn't a thing. What has your family, what have, what have your kids thought about this? I mean, did, did, are, are they old enough or, or realize just like the scale and, and the trajectory and, and all that's happened in the last four years? What do they think about this whole thing? Yeah, no, I, they think it's great. Um, Oren, my oldest, he's, a, he's especially kind of intrigued and excited by everything, the scale. There, there's a little... You know, there's some news blips and he loves seeing reports of things here and there. Um, he's a little bummed out that we're a little less manual now and that he can't click the pack text on the, the six packs anymore. Um, <laughs> that was part of my interview process, actually, is talking, you know, <laughs> clicking pack text. So it was, oh, yeah. it was way back when now. Yeah, our, our safety program has evolved a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they've been super excited and supportive. And I got to be honest, you know, having and knowing what you're doing is positive, um, makes the work-life balance much easier and palatable. And so, you know, I go home not feeling beat down. Um, I feel, go, you know, I go home feeling good. And like, I had a good day regardless of how challenging it was. And I think that makes a huge difference on my family's quality of life. That's really cool that Oren is like aware of uh, like the news blips and, and the, the, the hits and the headlines and just uh, gets to track this from it not being even, uh, you know, a thing to, to where it is now. That's awesome. That's really cool. And for you, Bill, you became a dad through this journey. How has being a parent changed the way you approach work and changed the way you maybe feel about this? Is there a different level of either appreciation, reward, or uh, just a balance between it? How has it changed you? Well, I mean, my wife has been involved since like the first inkling of an idea at Athletic, and she was the one who first recognized. I think we're all here because of her, right? <laughs> she really held my hand through like identifying it as an idea and then being like, you have to quit your job. And then to this day, it's, she is my best behind the walls advisor and telling me probably what I don't want to hear more often than anyone else, which is great. But in terms of becoming a dad, um, kind of along the lines of what John said, it's it's a great feeling to be proud of what I'm doing. And it, it gives me a lot of perspective in that everything I do in the world and in business, I want to be super proud of for him to look at under the light of day. And so he's definitely always on my mind. And I also have no idea how, how I survived the past year and how like working parents always do. It's a, uh, um, parents are real heroes for sure. Also on the, it's, it's given me, good perspective on balance too. Um, 
you know, you can, for sure, you can work 12, 16 hours a day. And a lot of that time you end up spinning your wheels and maybe not being productive or just kind of pulling your hair out. I make sure to unplug with my son, like at least three hours every afternoon, evening and recharge. And it gives me great perspective. You're finding that quality of life where you can be your best both in the walls of your house and the walls of your work is is super important for the long term. Three hours. So a little bit easier on the West Coast if you're waking up early with the East Coast. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think the weather's a little more rough in the Northeast right now. Being that means being stuck inside with kids. I think uh, this time of year, um, fatherhood and being a parent and how that's changed perspective. Um, obviously, something that's always happening with kids is change. Lots of change. Uh, so you're always kind of looking ahead, but but also in the moment. Right now, from what you know about next year, what what can you tell us and uh, about how you're feeling in 2023? Some of your goals. Um, and what's getting you the most excited right now looking into the new year? Um, for me, I, I think, and th- we didn't mention this earlier, but you know, one of the proud moments that we, that we had this past year was we became B Corp certified. Um, that was a huge lift and we're super excited to be part of the B Corp community and just kind of aligning with the standards and goals that are in that. Um, so that kind of leads me to what I'm excited about, which is really kind of looking at our processes, looking at our facilities, looking at our impact internally and externally and how we can kind of optimize our, you know, everything that we do to do a little better and to make a positive impact, to make less of a a waste impact and how to improve our equipment, how to improve our, you know, ordering systems so that we're reducing, reducing loss. And so I'm excited to kind of optimize our facilities. John, before Bill answers, is there anything in the, in the beer aspect that, that gets you excited about 2023? Anything you can tease? Uh, we've got a couple of fun collaborations coming up uh, with some, some cool brands, some cool people that we're really excited about, uh, featuring some really cool and kind of unique to beer ingre- ingredients. So looking forward to that in the new year. Yeah, for 2023, I mean, looking forward to doing a lot more of what we're doing, being able to get people the beer they want and get it closer to home and make more of our limited releases more available. I'm super excited about that. Excited to be back out in the world running some races with our community. So hopefully having a lot of cold beers at finish lines with our community. Yeah, it's just super excited. A, A lot of the bigger projects are behind us in terms of like brewery building and stuff like that so um it's a big relief not to have something like that into the new year i would say i'm extremely thankful for some of our more famous partners and investors who've helped us break through some of the walls um jj watt and david chang and Lily emmanuel and naomi osaka and so many of these great athletes and investors who've joined us along our way are really starting to support us in the public realm so we've had some fun filming commercials with some of these people and stuff so um like huge shout out to JJ and David for their help in doing stuff like that. Um, But we're excited to do more fun things with them in our community as well. Um, So I feel like we're constantly catching our breath. So excited to spend more time at the brewery, spend more time in the community and um, just drink some great beer. seems like pretty basic goals when I reflect on it. I'll add one little thing that I'm excited about. Um, The team's been working hard trying to figure out how to make draft available out there in the world. And 
um, it's it's a more complicated process than one would think, just putting beer in a keg. But when you don't have the ethanol as a preservative and you can't tell them to pasteurize a keg, how do you do that in a, you know, quality and safe, with quality and safety in mind? Um, so we worked hard to develop this program and we're going to be soft launching that in the new year with some key distributors and looking to see the, the feedback and how that goes. When you look ahead five years from now, let's just say five years, and you think back on this year, can either of y'all, it might be the same story, but share a story or something that you're going to look back on really favorably or really a really good memory, whether something funny or something you achieved. What do you think is going to stick out like you won't believe this time this happened? I, I think the completion of the bird construction project was completely incredulous and unrealistic and it blows my mind that it got done yeah i think we will be looking back on that for a while and being super proud of that construction project and like some of the recognition for our broader team like showing up on the time 100 list and being number 26 on the inc 5000 um you know there are hundreds of thousands of small businesses in this country to be number 26 is an amazing team honor. Um, so, so proud of our team for those things. I, yeah, I'll, trying to I'll, think of something uniquely funny or bad that happened. I'll think of something. Yeah. I mean, one, one thing that I, I think about now and I'll probably think more later, um, you know, as volume continues to grow, but the fact that the team pushed out about 75 unique recipes in this past year on massive scale was a massive feat. Um, thinking about all of the food safety elements that go on in the background, all the quality things that go on in the background, scaling the products, scaling the facilities, and the team still just cranking out all these creative juices. That was awesome. Great. I mean, it, it, yeah, the, the brewery, this is a huge milestone because you, you're not going to open a brewery. I mean, we have so far every year, but I don't think that's going to continue for every year in the future. So a lot of a lot of things are compacted in these first few years, I feel like. So there's going to be a lot to talk about and reflect on, especially those big openings. What would you say both of you are most curious about right now outside of building this this athletic brewing empire? I I think I'm I still am curious and I'm more curious than ever about um, renewable energy. And as it relates to like daily life, um, you know, in the business too, but also at my home and how we can improve things there. And I, you know, take whatever I can learn from the team and our experiences at work and see if I can apply that at home. So I'm excited about that. One of my biggest uh, intellectual curiosities is along similar lines, but it's water desalinization. Um, so I live out here in Southern California and my most common jogging route is like six miles right up the coast and six miles back. And on the one side, I have this enormous body of water. And on the other side, it's very often like scorched brown, very dry hills. And it's just such a dichotomy of like, how, how have we not figured out yet how to desalinate this water, irrigate? And the downstream effects of that are so interesting because it's, it's carbon recapture from plants if they're better irrigated, which helps temperature and climate regulation. It also would allow people to move further inland and like reduce deserts also if there was better 
irrigation and water availability further inland. So that would solve housing crises and like make things more portable and potentially food insecurity if we can grow more in different climates rather than just in certain places. So I, I do think there's some of these climate improvements, you know, we need better energy sources to get to water desalinization, but I think the knock-on effects could be enormous, enormously positive throughout society if we can figure out some of these cool technological scientific breakthroughs. So really excited about that. So. Yeah, two very obviously important things. And uh, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's next, figuring out this brewery thing for now, though. Awesome curiosities obviously speak to y'all's value systems. Um, do y'all have any hobbies that you do on the side that folks don't know about? I know, John, people know you. You've, you've blacksmithed and, and you've got all sorts of stuff you do. Bill, we know you run. Uh, are those, would you say, the only hobbies you have time for? Is there anything else folks don't really know about? And, and if you want to keep it a secret, that's fine, too. Depending on how many free hours in the day, like my preference is to be like working out and sweating or adventuring in those hours. Um, you know, uh, last weekend I had a little bit more time than normal. So I got both a great trail run and a hike with my son and a hiking backpack. I mean, that's a pretty killer day for me. Um, but I, I love to read, um, average two or three books a month. Uh, travel helps with that. Um, but I, yeah, love reading and exercising. And um, there's a lot of things out here in Southern California I wish I had a bit more time to do. Um, I wish I had more time to surf and do some other stuff in the water for sure. Yeah, I'm big into the the workout, the, the running, the biking, the rowing, things like that. Um, as far as like a hobby, um, if I could spend, you know, three hours a week pruning a tree, I would. I love pruning trees and like being an arborist. Um, <laughs> like topiary? Yeah. Now, now the world knows. Wow. Okay. I need to see the, the, the I need to see some like swans carved out of the hedges in front of, uh, in front of the athletic uh, Milford brewery. Just make some art out of that. Starting to string together a couple dots here of things I didn't previously know about John. <laughs> I learned his favorite movie a couple of weeks ago. Which is? I've got a couple, but which which one? Oh well, I guess the question was if you could rewatch one movie the rest of your life, it would be. Oh, was it Edward Scissorhands? It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was filmed near here, part of Italy. Um, that's awesome. Connecting a few dots there. So it, you know, y'all are obviously leaders here at Athletic Bruin. I know y'all probably take those titles reluctantly, uh, but is there, are there leaders you look up to? Is there anybody you look at as an example of, of like, here's someone I actually learned from as well. Could be someone personal, could be someone well-known. Um, who do you look at to get some of these lessons, to get some of this, uh, some of the roadmap for how you live your life? I mean, I'm, I'm always reading and I'm a big believer in that, you know, no humans are perfect. We're all on learning journeys and, I don't want to hitch my cart to one person and emulate their whole life because I don't think there's never been a perfect human and there never will be. So um, the goal is to just look back every five years and be, wow, I can't believe, I can't believe I asked that person then or like I've learned so much since five years ago. And so try to read a lot of biographies and a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I've read uh, just... I really like this podcast, the David Senra podcast about founders. Um, I've been listening to that a lot lately. Um, some great biography recommendations in there. Um, 
just finished the Michael Jordan book. That was amazing. So a lot of different, but yeah, just try to learn something from everyone. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp. Um, and I, I continue to learn something new every day about myself or how to be or how to think uh, from the people I'm surrounded with every single day. I spend a lot of time with them and they have a ton to offer. And, you know, it's everything, everybody from the team and coworkers to my family. So everyone in a way, I like it. All right. Last question. Uh, and it won't be the typical question I, I, I ask, which is what does living without compromise mean to you? Unless you want that to be, I was planning to ask, actually, let's just ask that. That sounds like a better question than I was going to ask anyway. I'm curious. I'm curious as to what your, your new question was going to be. It was just going to be like, what's one, what's the last thing you want to share with our community before, before the end of the year? You can say that, or you can say what, what is, what does living without compromise mean to you? Yeah, to me, living without compromise is loving every day of the journey. You know, there's no point in waiting for some end point to start enjoying life. You got to enjoy every day, enjoy the struggle, enjoy the learning journey, enjoy the people you're with. Um, you know, we have a choice every day to have a storm cloud over our head or have a great day. And that affects everyone around you and your results. And so um, it's just hitting every day, every year with that mindset is uh, what living without compromise is to me. I can't beat that. That's all I got. <laughs> Thanks so much to the two mad scientists behind this whole thing, Bill and John, for joining us on the podcast. And if you haven't already, plan on joining us for Give Dry a Try. We're going to be doing something with Whoop where you can track your progress through Give Dry a Try and see how it affects your recovery. We're going to be having some conversations on the podcast about whatever the findings are for that. So, so be on the lookout for that episode. It's going to be really cool. And until then, keep living without compromise and look for an athletic brew near you.